Hello and welcome to the Top Tutor Podcast, where we share insider information from the world of elite tutoring to help your students get the best results both academically and in life. I'm your host, Nathaniel Dahlquist, the owner and head tutor at Grove Prep. I've been a tutor since 2015, focusing primarily on standardized test prep and college admissions. Joining me is my co-host, Alexander Friedman, who is the owner of Brooklyn Math Tutors, a math-focused agency in New York City. Hi, Alex. Hello. Hello, what are we going to talk about today? Well, since uh, I don't know anything about college admissions and I've always been curious about it, I want to know, and I think lots of other people want to know, how important is the college essay? I remember writing one and I did get into some colleges, but I didn't put a lot of thought into it. Uh, And yet I know that people hire you and other college admission specialists and pay very good money to create some powerful essays. So, So how important is it? Oh man, this is very exciting for me to talk about because this is my favorite thing to do. So I have had a lot of college essay, college admissions students. It is one of my favorite things to tutor, one of my favorite things to work with students on. And the answer to your question in brief is very important. Yes, it is very, very important. It is one of the most important parts of the college application. I would say it's much more important than test scores, for example, because not everyone is required to submit test scores. So the essay is a required part of all of those applications and it is vital. So one of the one of the little myths about it is that there's only one, which is the Common App. So the everyone thinks there's one big college essay that you write, the Common Application Essay, which is partially true. Uh, that essay does exist. It's the essay that you send to every school, and it's 650 words or less, and they give you seven prompts to choose from, the seventh prompt being write about whatever you like. <laughs> so... Indeed. So it it really is just kind of whatever you want to say, but the the prompts range anywhere from tell us about a time you were academically challenged to tell us about a time that you overcame an obstacle to tell us about a meaningful part of your identity and you get to pick whatever you want to write about. And so basically that's the that's the crux of the thing. That's the main one. So you could apply to college with only that essay. It's true. However, Many other colleges or many colleges require supplement essays. And by essay, I use loosely here. (laughs) Some some of the uh, supplement questions on those college applications are only three words long. It's literally choose three words that describe yourself and they can be up to 500 or 600 or 700 words. And it just kind of depends on the university. So, for example, one of the infamous ones is Bard's uh, supplement essay, which is why Bard? 250 words or less, that's what you got. <laughs> so uh, Yale's supplement essay, at least uh, until recently, they these can change any time, of course, because they're dependent on each college, but that essay has usually been, in 500 words or less, tell us something about yourself that we can't find out anywhere else on your application, which I actually think is a very insightful question to ask. I think that's a really great way to help distinct, help the college distinguish between people they really, really, really want to have at their school and people who might not make the cut that year. So it's a very important process. And they're also very short. So 650 words is actually not that much when you're trying to really dig into something. And so I... 
it's a, it's it's so important because everybody has to do it and it demonstrates your writing skill the way that you think the way that you structure your writing the way that you communicate your ideas as well as what types of experiences you've had and so you don't you don't have to write about like a sick family member like that's not what that means like going through a, a time of trial and tribulation like you can write about that I've had students uh, successfully write essays on that and get in to their top colleges but it really can be about anything that's important to you and what's the most vital for that whole process is going into it with authenticity and writing those essays with a really authentic voice and really being yourself can you tell me more about authenticity because I, I'm thinking of like, you know, I've never been a college admissions person, um, but I'm assuming that these folks see thousands upon thousands of these like short essays. So is it authenticity that makes it one stand out from another? I would say absolutely. And so, for example, I have a, I have a really great example of this. I had a student this past year who wrote a really wonderful essay about how going on a hike with his dad changed his life. And it was, you know, it was really good. It was totally solid. Uh, he was not in necessarily an honors program. And so it was, you know, one of the first things I did was just to help him with the grammar and spelling and sort of organization of it. But then I started to ask him some questions like, what, what about this was really meaningful to you? Even if it's something very small that you did with your dad. And he said something along the lines of, what was the most important thing about it to me was that my dad would be hiking. Anytime he hiked ahead, he would look back to check on me like every 10 to 15 steps or so. And adding that detail just gave so much humanity to his writing and his essay. And it also gave him his conclusion about one of the things I love about my dad. It's not just this hike. It's that he's always, you know, every 10 steps he takes, he looks back to check on me and sees how I'm doing. That really touches one's heart. Um, <laughs> One would hope. He got in. He got into his top choice with that essay. So so when these uh, admissions folks, when they see these essays and they read them, I think what, what I hear is that you want them to feel something, not just like, okay, hey, I am this, 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 and listing off some facts. Yes, correct. I tell all, I say this exact sentence to all of my new college essay students. I'm like, here's what we're not going to do. We are not going to write an essay about why AP chemistry is your favorite subject. <laughs> And you know what? If I had a student who did want to write that, I bet it could be really great. I bet there's a way into a topic like that, but they don't want to hear about the, about school <laughs> because your application in other places speaks for itself. It, it, you, you might not be applying to Yale. You might be applying to any number of, of colleges that require supplements, but it's a really good like standard to hold yourself to. Am I telling them something that's not available anywhere else on my application so they can see your grades they can see which classes you took they can even see your volunteer service hours or your family demographics or any of that stuff and if you want to go into depth on those that's a great idea but it just you want to make sure that you're you're coming at it at a place that's you and that from from yourself and that nobody else could write that essay as well. If you're like, I love doing experiments in AP chemistry and writing down the balanced chemical formulas. Well, that's lovely. And you know what? We love to see it. But <laughs> that might not be the thing we choose to write about for our 650 word essay on like how you overcame adversity. Authenticity, I think, is hard enough for adults to, to, to show. How, how do you help 
kids, I mean, I guess, you know, they're like at a difficult age. They're like almost adults. I'm sure they have a lot of, lot of life issues. How do you help them show authenticity? Wow. This is, li- this is so important to me because this is my favorite part of what I do, which is I love these 17-year-old kids because you know what they're really good at? Academic writing. They have gotten to the top of high school. They are really good at writing essays. They are really good at uh, arguments and creating like you know nice rhetorical devices to support their statements and their theses, whatever. But one of the things they might not have a lot of practice with is writing something that actually means something to them and telling their story with their skills. And so it's one of the things that I tell them, and obviously this is um, something that differs from student to student, but I'm like, if there's something that you feel is like a little bit, ah, or a little like ugly or like a little bit scary for you to write about, definitely try it. You don't have to write your essay on that. You don't have to turn that one in, but why don't you try it? And so I had a student who also got into her top choices this year, who she is really uncomfortable with uh, the hour of silence that they have to do every week at her Quaker school. And that hour of silence makes her really uncomfortable. And she's much better at it as a senior, but she was like, you know what? I hated that. I hated that when I was new to this school. And I was like, why? (laughs) Can you tell me why you hated it? Can you write an essay about what has changed? And as it turns out, what she wrote about was her journey from having really bad anxiety to having less bad anxiety and being able to sit alone for an hour is a huge accomplishment. There are a lot of adults I know who couldn't do that. And it's, it's a really amazing thing. And so she, it it really was tough for her to write that essay. And she, she was like, this is bad. I'm sure it's bad. This is, this is too much. This is not good. It's bad. And I read it and I was like, Oh no, it is the best. It is actually the best writing you've done for me because it's so honest and it's really true to what you've been through. And then she got into her top choices with that one. That's so interesting. I, I feel like in the modern world, you know, with our social media and, and uh, how everyone seems to have a very high skill of, of presenting a sort of best version of themselves, that this must be an incredibly hard thing for teenagers too to actually show vulnerability. I mean, authenticity is really vulnerability. And you'd be like, oh, this... This was scary. This this like made me cry. This was like such a difficult thing for me, uh, in a in a kind of non curated manner. I did not know any of this stuff actually when I was applying to college. I'm surprised I, I got it anywhere. Has this gotten more competitive <laughs> in the last you know five to ten years? Oh yeah, most definitely. And you know what? It doesn't. You know you know what the secret sauce is. It's still that vulnerability and authenticity. Because I would say that there are more kids now who are able to take AP classes or IB classes and know from an early age that like they probably want to be involved in some sort of community service organization or some some way to give back to the community. And so there are tons and tons of people with those qualifications. And a lot of lot of people in this country get good grades. A lot of people abroad get great grades. So it's really those arenas have become so saturated with people who are incredibly skilled and good at what they do, which is awesome. That is super great. Does make it harder (laughs) to get in. Um, But I have seen such success with these students who 
are really willing to like go that extra distance. And yes, they already have all of those things on their application. They have good test scores. They have these really nice resumes with um, the classes they've taken and the service they've done, those types of things, the sports or extracurriculars they have. But what to me really stands out about them is their ability to be honest and be vulnerable. And that is still a rare skill. And in response to something you also said, it is hard for them but I do think they see the value in it. I think they understand after all of the difficulties of actually writing the thing and they're like, oh, this isn't good. I'm really putting myself out there. This is bad news. I think that they really see how valuable they are at the end and how that experience really meant something to them. And that's one of my favorite things to see is when they go, oh, yeah, like I thought I was just writing about this for my college application, but it turns out this is actually something really important to me. I'm going to go tell my, say thank you to my dad. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's great. Sometimes the parents read them, which I don't always recommend because people, some high school students really need their space. It's not for, not for everyone. And those can be very personal essays, but the parents who have read them have said, oh my gosh, I like had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, neither did they. <laughs> so, How important is feedback? Because again, looking back, like I didn't know any of this. I never heard any of this. And I suspect a whole lot of kids who write these essays, I mean, because everybody, not everybody, but just about everybody applies to college. How many people like know and understand this? And like, can you really do this without feedback from, I don't know, somebody, especially if it's not your parents? Uh, you absolutely can. Definitely. It is possible to turn in a good essay with no spelling or grammatical errors that's well-structured and really does address that question of like, what can you tell us that's not elsewhere on your application? However, <laughs> this is, I, I really enjoy telling this story to my students because it was miserable for me. Uh, when I was a senior in high school applying to colleges, I asked this East Coaster, I grew up in Colorado, I asked this East Coaster English teacher of mine who was such, she was a very difficult person to learn from sometimes because she had very high standards, let's put it that way, and I said, could you edit and look at my essays for me? And she said, okay, and I wrote five drafts of my supplement essay for Yale, and she rejected the first four out of hand. She literally read them, she didn't correct them, she didn't give feedback, she said, not good enough, try again. It's like not no feedback, not, nothing yeah. specific. No. And it was like a little bit crushing, but I enjoyed the challenge of it. I would not recommend this method of um, helping high schoolers with their supplement essays all the time. Helping uh, high schoolers. Helping. Yeah. Uh, but by the time I got to my fifth essay, that one actually got me into Yale. So I'm glad that she, that she really handed it to me as, as it were. Um, and I will say that one of the great values of having someone who is neither your sibling, nor your parent, maybe a teacher, maybe a tutor, but someone outside of your sort of general circle who has writing skill, ha having someone else take a look at it, is that they they just are a little detached. So that story isn't their story that you're telling. And so they can be a little bit more like, you know what, like you could clarify this, or this doesn't make a lot of sense, or like, why did you add this detail? Or wow, it really needs this detail. And I actually think that's very important. However, it must be done kindly <laughs> because I don't think anything is worse than having somebody look at somebody's essay and read it and then just eviscerate it and be like, this is, yeah, this is terrible. It's so bad. You're such a bad writer. Oh my God. It makes me cringe. So if I wanted to, let's say I'm a parent or, uh, yeah, let's say I'm a parent and I'm 
my kid is asking me for help with a college essay, right? Uh, when I read the essay, like, what should I, is it, is it that I should feel something? I should be touched? I should, like, have an emotional response to it? Like, of course, there's grammar and, and structure, but, like, how do I help somebody make their essay better? Because the teacher told you it's not good enough. Like, how did you know how to improve it? Wow, great question. She literally told me to just write about something else. She was like, this topic isn't strong enough. And I have a sort of an interesting answer to your question, which is that I've actually had pretty bad experiences with parents reading their child's essay because the parents are so intelligent and and looking out for their kid and really want their kid to do so well that a lot of times they give advice or feedback that is actually antithetical to what I'm trying to get them to do. They'll say things like, this doesn't make you look very good. Or this is, you know, you shouldn't talk about such and such relative that way. Or, you know, because someone could read this or see that. And I'm like, um, well, <laughs> because as soon as you start to, some, okay, sometimes that's good advice, right? For sure. There's, you know, like, of course. But what that usually does in my experience is it really puts a damper on the kid's creativity and their desire to express themselves. Because as soon as they feel criticized, that's when it really starts to go downhill because criti criticism will just steal the joy out of the process and also shut down that creativity really quickly. And the parents always mean well, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they call me and they're like, I read so-and-so's essay, I read my kid's essay, and like I really think this and this and this, and I'm like, okay, I really respect and appreciate you and we have a rapport and you're a great person and I really enjoy having you as my client. I'm the one who does this for like eight hours a day <laughs> uh, and has for years. <laughs> and usually, usually they're like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. I've just, I just have so much data that when they ask me questions about that stuff, I'm like, yeah, you know, I know you might think that, but actually it's not true. Like colleges like to see this, this or this. And, and sometimes the parent will fight back, but it's, it's kind of like, oh, okay. Cause I'm like, yeah, I just, I've been doing this for so long and these kids do get in with the essays that they write. So that's, uh, it's kind of been an interesting balance to strike because everybody always means well, of course. It's just sometimes I, I, my job is to help the, the student get in and, and use everything that I've learned by tutoring so many of them to help them do it. So the, the essay is basically the only thing in some way that like really makes students stand out uh, in an ever in increasingly competitive field. I, com I completely agree with that. I think that's absolutely true. I think... What's, you know, especially for these really high flyer students who are applying to Ivy Leagues or really big private schools, uh, it's like, what's the difference between Susie with her straight A's and her four point, you know, her 4.5 because they're all weighted and her three sports versus, you know, Billy with his also straight A's and 4.5. You know, those things are almost exactly the same sometimes. And those are objective data points, you know, like like that they're. I mean, they, of course, they vary from school to school, but like straight A's are straight A's. You know what I mean? So it's hard to differentiate oneself. And remember, too, that these college, <laughs> colleges are corporations and they're also looking for a social fit. And the thing about it's not that they're looking for a certain type of personality necessarily, but these places are looking for students who will take advantage of all of their resources and students who will be responsible and respectful. And they also, you know, this is, we, we'll have a whole other episode about this, but, you know, they also have quotas to meet as far as their degree programs. So if you apply 
for chemistry, maybe they had 500 chemistry applicants that year, but if you'd applied under anthropology, they only had 10. And so all the anthropology kids got in, even if their essay wasn't as good as yours. You know, it's like really, that part is really tough. That's hard because that's just, that's just luck. There's no way to know that. That data is not published. It's not easy to find. Uh, most people don't even know to look for it. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, this gives me a whole lot more insight of maybe why I got into some of the colleges I didn't, didn't get into some of the colleges I didn't. Anything else you think parents should know or people should know about like why these are so important, like maybe how much time they should spend on them? Anything else they should be doing? Yeah. So there's one really important aspect of it, which is uh, even the best essay in the world doesn't mean you're going to get in. I had a student a couple years ago who wanted nothing more than to go to MIT. And let me tell you, her application, I worked on her whole application with her. It was one of the strongest applications I have ever seen. I was like, if they don't let this girl in to MIT, I have no idea what's going on. And they didn't. They didn't They didn't let her in. I, I forget if she got waitlisted or rejected straight out, but she did not get in. And then she got a big fat scholarship to go to a different school for aerospace engineering. And it was one of the top five programs in the country. That to me is just like she was she was meant to be at that program. She's out at CU Boulder. She is absolutely thrilled to be there and she loves her life. And she's like, I'm so glad I didn't go to MIT now. Of course, she's still a little bit bitter, aren't we all? I'm still bitter about it. Are you kidding? That girl's application was so good. She worked so hard on it, but she didn't get in. We don't know why. We'll never know. Um, I did one funny revenge story in that vein is that I have a friend from high school who applied to Ivy Leagues uh, when we were seniors and she did not get in. So she got her uh, one or possibly two master's degrees from Stanford <laughs> as revenge. <laughs> so that'll show them for sure. That's right. If you don't get in at first, you can always go there for grad school and that's a whole different ballgame. So uh, it's not the end. If you're not an Ivy Leaguer right off the bat, right as soon as you get out of high school, there's still time. Don't you worry. So I think that's really important. So the essays are super important and they're really the, the best way, the only way to really make yourself stand out. But even in the end, it's still not a guarantee. That is correct. It's never a guarantee with these things. I, I you know, you hate to you hate to see it, but that's the way it is. It's so competitive now. So but I would say this, I, I say this to all my students. This will be a good thing for us to close on is if you have done your very best work and you were really authentic to yourself then there's nothing more you could have done. If you if you lived your best life, as it were, if you got the grades you wanted, you participated in things that meant a lot to you, you had your extracurriculars and your sports or theater or music or whatever, and you put together the best application that you could and utilized every resource available to you and it doesn't happen, you did the very best you could and it's, it, it, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And I've had to tell some kids that too, where it's like, I... I don't know what to tell you. You're so qualified for this. You deserve to be there. It's not your fault. It just is the way that the dice rolled this time. So yeah, and that's that's never a fun conversation to have, but it, it is true that if you've been authentic and you've done your best work, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. Well, thank you so much for all that information. I think people will be, well, I don't know if they'll be happy to hear it, but I, I hope it helps them out. Yeah, totally. Well, we'll see. Well, thank you everyone so much for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, we would love to hear them. So we'll put an email address in the, in the show notes. If there's anything you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, please send those ideas to us as well as we want to provide information that you'll find useful. That's really what we want to do. So thank you so much and we'll see you next time.